The following sermon was delivered to Christ Central Church in order to further our knowledge and adoration of who God is. We pray that it displays the hope found in Christ and strengthens your faith in Him. Now when the Pharisees gathered to Him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of the disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless their hands, unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the traditions of the elders. And when they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. The Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father and mother, whatever you would have gained from me is korban, that is given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father and mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And many such things you do. And he called the people to him again and said, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not See that whatever goes into a person from the outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart but his stomach and is expelled. Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit sensuality, evil, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. Jesus has come to earth to set right all that was broken and twisted by sin. Sin defiles, sin distorts, and sin destroys everything. 
even the things that seem on the surface right and good when they are held to the light of God's word are revealed to be wrong. And even those who seem to be righteous when held to the light of God's word are clearly seen as what they really are. Not righteous, but ruined. Now, as we have followed Jesus' ministry through these first six chapters of the book of Mark, we have seen his focus mostly in the Galilean area. From here, we mark a change in the ministry of Jesus as his focus now will begin to head ultimately towards Jerusalem. And there in Jerusalem, to his eventual death, burial, and resurrection there. As we've walked through Jesus' Galilean ministry, we have seen Jesus' fame grow tremendously. The, the size of the crowds continue to grow. His, his name continues to spread so that people from all parts, from all areas are coming to him to see exactly what's going on with this man, Jesus. And with this growing fame, there has come an even greater level of opposition we have already seen as the Pharisees have come and have determined to set themselves against Jesus. Now we will see this level of opposition from the Pharisees increase significantly. And we see that beginning here in chapter 7. In this section of scripture that I would call the great reversal as Jesus turns on its head and writes the wrongs of the Pharisees. Verse 1, Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. The Pharisees have a problem. And their problem is that the disciples of Jesus were eating food without washing their hands. Now, there has been in the year 2020 a renewed emphasis in hand washing. But that renewed emphasis in hand washing has been because of a desire for hygiene, right? Wash your hands and stay well. The, the issue of hand washings that the Pharisees have here is not so much an issue of hand washing, but of ceremonial purity. You see, what's important to understand about the Jews, especially of the Pharisees, because they were the, the Jews of the Jews, is that they took the law of God very seriously. They took the law of God deadly 
seriously. So serious, in fact, that they sought to make clear the rules and regulations found in God's word for every possible eventuality so that they would not in any way break the law of God. So God would have a law and the Jews in a desire to keep that law then would create laws for every potential eventuality. This led to the creation of what is known as the Mishnah. The Mishnah is a Jewish text consisting of over 1,000 pages. And it is the written record of the Jewish oral traditions. So when Jesus talks here of these traditions, this is what he's talking about, these oral traditions that had been passed down from generation to generation to generation. These oral traditions are an attempt to explain the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, God's law. So the Mishnah took the 613 laws found in the Torah, in God's word, and added thousands of more laws to the 613 laws in order to make sure that the 613 laws were kept. Then, after the Mishnah came, came the Talmud. And the Talmud is a multi-volume commentary on the Mishnah, which is a commentary on the Torah. And these three books, the Torah, God's Word, the Mishnah, thousand pages, thousand more laws, and the Talmud create for the Jew now the three sacred books. They, they hold, even to this day, they hold those oral traditions to the same level as Holy Scripture. Thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of laws. And 25% of these laws deal with cleanliness. Cleanliness. This is the, the issue here. You see this parenthetical statement here by Mark and there are many other traditions that they observe such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. These are laws pertaining to uh, ceremonial cleanliness or purity that go above and beyond what God's law had, had taught. For example, there are laws about what to do if an insect enters your oven. If your insect enters your oven and there is a pot, then you wash it this way. If that pot is upside down, then you wash it this way. 
If it's a colander and not a pot, then you wash it this way. These are the types of laws and oral traditions that had been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And that is the issue here that the Pharisees have with Jesus' disciples. Because the traditions of the elders had a very shallow understanding of purity. They thought that their washing of their hands would make them clean again. God had put into place ceremonial law to be emblematic of the purity needed to come before God. And the Jews had taken that because of a shallow understanding of purity before God to believe that the washing of their hands made them pure again. And so the Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? That's their problem. They're not doing what the tradition of the elders says to do. They're not washing their hands before they eat. And Jesus' reply to them centers in on three matters that lay at the heart of their problems. And these are the same three matters that lie at the heart of the problems for us today. And there are three questions that Jesus is asking in this text that you must have an answer to. And the first one is about worship. What kind of worship is pleasing to God? What kind of worship is pleasing to God? The second is the question of authority. By what authority do we believe what we believe? And the third question is one of morality. What makes us clean or unclean in the sight of God? So these Pharisees and these scribes, these Jewish leaders come to Jesus and they say, we've got a problem with you and we would like to know why your disciples do not follow the traditions of the elders that a good and righteous Jewish person should keep. And in response... Jesus presses in on these three issues of worship, authority, and morality. The first is worship. What kind of worship does God want? What kind of worship pleases Him? And so Jesus opens up His response and says in verse 6, Well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as it is written these people honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me in vain do they worship me Jesus centers in on their worship life on their response to God and he 
highlights for them the problem of a lifeless religion, of an outward form without inward formation. The lips without the heart, Jesus says, is the kind of worship that God does not want. You see, their worship of God was not a true expression of their hearts. That's Jesus' point. Your worship of God, the things that you do that you think are acts of worship, like ceremonial cleansing, those things are not worship at all. They are vanity before God. They are vain before Him. They are not the kind of worship that God desires because they are not true expressions of your heart. Because of that, Jesus calls the Pharisees hypocrites. Now, that's common lingo for us. When we think of a hypocrite, we think of a Pharisee, right? When we think of a Pharisee, we think of a hypocrite. But it's very nuanced in the way that those two things work together. Because normally when we think of hypocrisy or we think of hypocrites, we think of people who who are fake, who are phonies, right? Who say one thing and do another. That's a hypocrite, right? Like you stand before people and you, or, and you say one thing and you profess to do one thing and then you leave and when nobody's around you do a, another. You're a, you're a hypocrite, right? That's not a Pharisee. That's not a Pharisee. Because a Pharisee will stand and say you must keep the law and then when they said what they say by that, what they mean by that is the oral traditions of the elders. And guess what a Pharisee does? A Pharisee leaves and does everything they can do to keep the law. So the issue of hypocrisy here is not you say one thing and do another or, you know, you talk the talk but don't walk the walk. That's not the, the problem of hypocrisy with the Pharisees, the The Pharisees' hypocrisy was not external. It wasn't in what they did or they didn't do. Their hypocrisy was internal. They had an external devotion towards God. But an empty love for Him inside. Theirs was a subtle Hypocrisy. For how many of this of us is this true? Externally they worshiped, while internally they wilted. They wilted. Worship, devotion to God is primarily an internal issue. An internal issue that expresses itself in external obedience, but always starts on the inside. This is the kind of worship that God wants. This was not the worship of the Pharisees 
Externally they worshipped while internally they wilted. And what does Jesus have to say of those who do not bear fruit? Those who are not connected to the vine? He says, John 15, 2, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. And in verse 6, If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into a fire, and burned. Jesus' emphasis in John 15 and the bearing of fruit has to do with an abiding with him, a continual communion, dynamic relationship, an inward vitality that finds from Jesus the source of life. See, the Pharisees' problem was they worshiped God outwardly but inwardly there was no life there was no love there was no devotion what kind of worship does God want what kind of worship pleases him a worship that is the heart over the lips second question is that of authority By what authority do you believe what you believe? And from what authority do you get the clear understanding of how you should be living? What is it that you submit to? You see, the Pharisees lived under the authority of their own traditions. And tradition in and of itself can be good. It can be good. Tradition represents the wisdom of those who went before us. That's a good thing. Because there's a lot of wisdom to be found in those who have gone before us. Tradition connects us with the past. This is a good thing. It's a good thing to be connected to our past. Especially in church life. So much of what we do when we gather together is from tradition. From the songs that we sing to the elements that we have in worship, the way that we do things. And it's a comfort to me and an encouragement to me to know that I am joining in with the the countless generations that have come before us that have done the same thing. Tradition can be a good thing. But it has been said that while tradition can be a wonderful servant, it makes a harsh master. Because tradition turns toxic when we replace God-given commandments with man-made traditions. That's what the Pharisees were doing. They followed their traditions so tenaciously even if they came into conflict with the Holy Scriptures. You see, here, specifically in this issue of the washing of hands, there is no requirement 
in God's word for a ceremonial washing before every meal. It is not in God's word. The Pharisees' tradition put it there. And they put their traditions over and above the commandments of God. This is, this is what Jesus is, is centering on here. The, the end of verse 7. You are teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. And let's look at what he says. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your own tradition. And then in verse 13, you therefore are making void the word of God by your tradition that you've handed down. And many such things you do. The Pharisees allowed their traditions to smother the word of God instead of allowing the word of God to reform their traditions. The reality is, church, that the church of God has done this throughout its history. Over and over and over and over again. Have the people of God elevated their traditions to the same level or above the commandments of God? This is what was at the heart of the Protestant Reformation. Because the church had been taken captive by the traditions of men. And those traditions made void the word of God. And so primarily what Martin Luther and the reformers stood on was sola scriptura. The scripture alone as the authority for our lives. The scripture alone as the basis for our beliefs and our actions. Not the traditions of men. Well, Jesus here gives them an example of how they're doing this, how they're putting their traditions and in that submitting themselves to the wrong authority. And he uses this example of a vow. This is where he says in verse 10 and 11 and 12, for Moses said, honor your father and mother, and whoever reviles father and mother most, must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or mother, whatever you would have gained from me is korban, that is given to God, then you no longer permit them to do anything for his father and mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition. Right? So scripture says you should honor your father and mother. But the Pharisees had an oral tradition that said, if you come into the temple and you make a vow before God and you vow that anything that would have went to your parents to take care of them, now instead is going to the temple, then you make void the word of God that says, honor your father and mother. You have put your tradition of making this vow and keeping it, that doesn't exist in God's word. 
You have made this tradition above the, the word of God. You see, the Pharisees would have said that no matter what, no matter what situation your father or mother would have come into, no matter how dire the need would have been, you would have to keep that vow. Putting that over and above the clear teaching of Scripture. And in doing so, their tradition would supersede the Scriptures. But the Scriptures should always take precedent over tradition. The question is for us, to what do we submit our lives to? What is the authority that we get a clear understanding of how we should be living? Is it from the word of God alone or is it from another source? So Jesus presses them on their worship that their heart should take precedent over the lips. Jesus presses them on their authority that the scriptures should take precedent over their tradition. And Jesus presses them on morality. Asking the question, what is it that makes us clean or unclean in the sight of a holy God? You see, the Pharisees were focused on external things. The washings of hands, the washing of pots and vessels, even the washing of the couch you were sitting on to eat. The kinds of food that they ate. But Jesus taught that moral, internal purity is much more important than ceremonial external purity. He does it by saying that what makes a person unclean is not what goes into a person, the food that they eat, but what comes out of them, verse 14. And he called the people to him and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand there is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him, but things that have come out of a person are what defiles him. Then there is no verse 16. And you have a footnote telling you why. Verse 17. And when he had entered the house and the people left. His disciples asked him about the parable. What do you mean by that? And he said to them, then you also are without understanding. Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from the outside, it cannot defile him because it enters not his heart, but his stomach and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. Understand what Jesus is saying here. That... There is no fundamental goodness of human nature. That naturally, our hearts, the human heart, is evil. It's evil. 
This is, this statement Jesus makes, this is a general statement for all of mankind, not just the Pharisees. Hear me, all of you, and understand. The extent of human evil is universal. It is every person that is evil, not just the worst of the worsts. After all, if Jesus is calling those who externally were the most righteous evil, none of us can claim exemption here. Because the natural state of our hearts is a state of self-centeredness. All of these listed... All of these sins that come out of a person's heart are manifestations of our basic self-centeredness. Every single one of them. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, evil, slander, pride, foolishness. These are the things that naturally come out of the heart of man. But God calls us to love him first and our neighbor before ourselves. But sin does the exact opposite. It causes us to love ourselves first. And out of that heart comes a whole host of evils. The things that come out of the heart, they are naturally there. They are what defile us. They are what makes us unclean in the sight of God and unable to stand before him. The Pharisees thought that in the washing of their hands, they made themselves pure before God, not understanding that God is far more concerned about what's happening on the inside of you than he is on the outside of you. That real purity, that real righteousness comes from the inside. It comes from the heart. Jesus is clear. The heart is greater than the lips. The word of God is greater than tradition. The inward is greater than the outward. You see, it's easy to come to this text and rail on legalism and focus only on how some people elevate tradition over other things. But that was not, that is not Jesus' only point here. Because Jesus' point goes deeper than that. Jesus' point goes to the heart. Do you worship God with your heart or only with your lips? Do you obey God because your heart deeply loves the word of God? Or do you elevate something else above the scriptures? 
are you inwardly made pure? Or do you think enough external performance can make you right before God? Those are the questions that Jesus is asking the Pharisees. And where they fall short is not in their performance. It's not in their religious devotion. It's in their heart. Because the natural state of your heart and the natural state of my heart is evil. It's a rejection of God. So your question then should be, How then can we made right, be made right before God? How then can we worship God rightly? How then can we obey God rightly? There is only one way. Through Jesus Christ. That's his point. He's come to proclaim a gospel of repentance. A faith and trust in him. That is the only way to be made right before God. Not by your performance. Your worship of God will never please God if it doesn't come from a love and devotion of the Lord Jesus Christ. If it doesn't come out of a changed, transformed heart. You can never be made pure by your outward actions. Only by an inward love and devotion and faith in Jesus Christ. That's the only way. That's the only way. And Jesus draws a line in the sand here and says, look, guys, here's the difference between me and them. Here's the difference between me and the Pharisees. Here's the difference between me and the Jewish leaders of their day. Here's the difference. Which side are you on? And the disciples had a choice. Would they go along with the, the cultural acceptance and norms of their days and go right along with the Pharisees? Or would they stand against it and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, their new master? That's the same choice that we have to make. Which side are we on? We're running out of time, but it did strike me as I thought about these disciples having to make a choice. But you understand what they're doing in following Jesus is they are going against what was politically correct in their day. That's what they're doing. The culture told them one thing. The Jewish leaders told them one thing and Jesus told them something else. And in following Jesus, it would cost them ultimately everything. And we are living in a season where those who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ are pushed ever more to the fringes. And we will have a choice. 
we will have to make a decision. We will have to pick whose side of the line we're on. And we will have to be willing to give everything for him. And we shouldn't be surprised by that. If that's the choices the disciples had to make, they were the first ones, then why should we be surprised if that's the choice that we have to make? But understand something. If that hits you as more political than theological, there's a problem. Because what God cares the most about is your heart and your love and devotion to him. Father, would you help us deeply, truly love you, honor you, obey you, and worship you from our hearts. God, we know our hearts are evil. We see it when we look in the mirror. We see it when we look at the world. And we confess and we believe that the only way for our hearts to be made righteous before you is for you, by your grace, to give us a new heart. To take from us a heart of stone and put in us a heart softened to the word, to the person, to the work of Jesus Christ. God, would you do that? Would you help us? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Christ Central Church sermon series. To find our gathering location and more sermons, visit ChristCentralChurch.net.